The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Alright, Trips, thanks for joining us again. This is Snapdragon Duplex, episode number 10. We've made it to double digits, and hopefully we can keep rolling some out and give you more content. We're going to be looking at last week's AEW from February 17th, and unfortunately the monkey man, Mikey, is back to work. So it's a case of me reacting to what he's got to say about AEW, and then I'll throw in some of my own thoughts, and that's just all we're going to do about that. Another problem we might run into is that the monkey man has forgot to pack his fucking microphone before he went to work, so he's using his wee fucking shitty Apple headphone, whatever the fuck's he's using them. So that's the last time that the missus is going to let him pack his bag himself. So it might sound a bit like an old school WWE satellite interview, but we'll do our best, I'm sure it's not too bad. Without further ado, Mikey, your shagger, take it away. Hello Randy, and hello you beautiful sweaty marks out there. Mm-hmm. I'm live, pre-recorded from the North Sea, covering last week's Dynamite, so let's jump right in. First up, had uh, Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy versus TH2. Did a recap of the bar scene from last week, and during that recap, TH2 jumped the lads. I've not got a heap to say about this match, it was okay. Uh, after the match, Matt says that Hangman was going to make a lot of money, and that Matt will make 30% <laughs> of a lot of money. At this point, Hangman reveals they switched the contract out. Hangman's contract is brought out by Jackson Duval, who's the mascot of the Jackson Jags. Page's contract says at Revolution it's going to be Matt Hardy versus Hangman Page. And if Matt loses, Adam Page wins all of Matt's earnings for the first quarter of 2021. So, being a gentleman, Page agrees to put up his quarter one earnings in the same match. And then the mascot jumps Adam Page, and it's one of the private party, I'm not sure who it was. And then Matt pays TH2 to jump in and start battering him as well. Fucking right. And the Dark Order come in for the save, and it's all Stramash wrestling. So, we love a Stramash. ASW. I think it was a bit mad that Jackson Duval came in with the contract, so the private party already knew about the contract, and didn't tell Matt Hardy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, daft. Still, I'm looking forward to this match of Revolution. What do you make of it, mate? Yeah. Fucking absolute mental how Private Party knew before Matt did. Don't know if Matt did know and he was just fucking playing daft for this match. Uh, it'll be a fucking it'll be a fun match, but for this match that we're talking about now, Hangman Adam and Matt Hardy versus TH two it was not a good match for starting the night. It just looked fucking sloppy all over. Although, Hangman Adam Page, he's always looking fucking... He has got this nailed, and I can't wait to see him fighting Kenny Omega later on in the year for this belt. It's got to happen. Hangman will lose, but I want to see him back in the title picture. Um, anyway, the match, it was looking just fucking a bit grim at spots. Jack Evans came off a turnbuckle, and Adam Page caught him, I think, for a powerbomb. Adam Page went to powerbomb Jack Evans onto Angelico, but it was just ever so slightly short on the powerbomb, and it looked like a brutal jackknife onto Jack Evans, and I think he was just fucked for the match after there. Jack Evans ended up missing a Phoenix splash on Matt Hardy. He missed him by a good fucking foot, 
and JR comes out with the fucking classic. He didn't quite get all of that. Nah, JR, he didn't get fucking any of it. <laughs> and then, again, later on, Jack Evans and Angelica will go for a double team, but Jack Evans is just, like, not in the right place at all. We bit of fucking about it. Eventually hit a double team, but he just looked fucked after that, eh? At Jackknife Powerbomb. Matt Hardy gets a fucking twist of fate and wins after a bit of miscommunication with Hangman Adam Page. Or was it? Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> yep, then you said fucking big stromage with the contract. Adam Page fucked over Matt Hardy as we expected for last week. But it was just a simple fucking match he signed him to. Eh? A simple one on one. Winner now takes the loser's first quarter earnings from 2021. Yeah, big money Matt's got the fucking $3,700 ass-whipping checks to be handing out, so they must be getting a fucking fair whack, I'll tell you that. Fair bit of cash to be throwing about, 3700 quid just to jump a boy. Yep, Dark Order come out. They've got the hangman's back. That's all we can say there. They've got fucking Adam Page's back. And I like seeing the Dark Order about, but... I want them to be fucking heels already. But I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I let my fucking have at it, mate. Then we cut to Marvez. What's his name again? Alex. Alexander Marvez. Can't remember. We cut to this dude interviewing the inner circle backstage. So Santana and Ortiz say that they're here to collect their dues from the Bucks. Uh, MJF comes in. He says that he wasn't recording Sammy. I mean, there was a camera there. <laughs> and he wouldn't be dumb enough to do that in front of a camera, would he? Just an idiot. And he demands an apology from Sammy. Jericho, he's back with his Malibu Stacey haircut, by the way. <laughs> he says that some of this is MGF's fault, but the dumbest decision of all is Sammy leaving the inner circle, and Sammy is now dead to him. Oof. Big words. From a big man. Harsh. With a big haircut. <laughs> what do you make of it, mate? Yeah, it's just fucking... Jericho said they brought in MGF so that him and Sammy could have a bit of competition at each other. Said MGF understood that, but Sammy didn't. It's just a case of getting Sammy off TV for a couple of weeks. It'll be fun to see when he comes back, if he's got to fight with MGF or the inner circle at all, or maybe he just fucks off and leaves them as is, but I doubt it. Something's happening behind the scenes here. But yeah, Jericho's fucking done with it. He's done with Sammy. He fucking put MGF in his place, told him to shut the hell up told him people have been watching for weeks and weeks and he and Jericho knew that MGF was fucking baiting Sammy for weeks but he was letting it go for the sake of competition. But nah, fucking that's not the last we'll see for these fucking trips tonight. Let's move on, mate. So, next match, Serena Deeb versus Riho. So, Riho is back. Uh, she wasn't injured or anything. She wasn't allowed to travel because of COVID, which is a rule that doesn't seem to apply to male wrestlers. If... You know what I mean? We're looking at you, John Moxley and Kenta. <laughs> fucking switching passports. <laughs> so, Riho, the first AW Women's Champion. And I keep asking myself, do you think they chose the right first champion? Mm. I mean, I know she's a bit of an icon in Japan. And they kind of needed a fresh babyface champion. Especially if you're going with like Jericho being like the old hat and a heel yeah. as your first champion for the men's. Yeah. So I get why they did it, but I wonder if, if they'd gone with someone with a bit more TV experience, would it have set the division up better the way that Jericho did? Yeah. I guess, who did you have? Awesome Kong? Probably not. Maybe I'm just a cynical bastard, mate. <laughs> I find Riho's match quite boring. Uh, I find this match quite boring. 
Riho wins with a reverse pin. Yeah. Just wasn't into this at all. What do you make of it? Yeah, I fucking I quite enjoyed this match to be fair, but again it's a f- it's an opening round in a tournament match, so it was there was no build for having the match other than to progress in the tournament, which is fair enough. But man, see this match and the one for last week, I can't wait to see these having some sort of storyline impact behind them. And I think we're really going to turn a corner here after this tournament. We're going to turn a corner for the women's division and just fucking hit the road running. It's going to be fantastic for the rest of 2021, I think. Um, The first women's champion that they could have had, I'm not sure. I don't even remember who they had for the start. I don't think they had that many big names or surprise names. You did have like your awesome con and your um, Nyla Rose. But Nyla Rose was just one of the first announced signings. So you've looked up who she was, what she was all about. So yeah, you could have had like a battle of the monsters between Awesome Kong and Nyla Rose maybe, and that would have just dominated the division for a year or so. But again, she did become the second one and then dominated it. But uh, first, I'm quite happy with it being Rio. Yeah, this match, I fucking did enjoy the match, but there was a point in it where Serena Deeb had Rio in the corner and she had her set up like a gold dust shattered dreams move she went she grabbed the leg and she went to do a, a corkscrew or dragon screw some fucking thing to her leg but the way the camera's cut it made it look as though she just punched her in the fanny and that's all i'm hearing about that let's fucking crack on mate next match uh orange cassidy everyone's man yes versus randy's man luther yes my man luther <sighs> your boy's back mate the boy is back in town Fuck. the content is here <laughs> so Charles Taylor is again Chuck Taylor uh, it's just a bit weird how they just dropped it after they finished his contract I mean yeah I guess it is what it is but strange yeah one of the commentators I think it was Excalibur uh, described Luther as spookily symmetrical and he's from the kingdom of Nye fuck knows mate it's just fucking bizarre <laughs> <laughs> um, it starts off Luther hits fucking Honest Cassidy with a bro kick and a power bomb, and he gets a two count. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> um, OC, he escapes a pile driver on the apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. Keep that in mind. He slips through your man's legs, and then power bombs him on the outside, which was pretty nice. Then Orange Cassidy, they get it all back in the ring. It's kind of all looks like it's still going to go for a wee bit longer, and fucking he hits him with an orange punch, which is just a Superman punch, and that's it over. <laughs> and I'm like, mate. What a fucking way to go. No one's ever lost to the Superman punch. I can't remember anyone losing to it to Roman Reigns. So, my condolences to you, Randy. Things aren't looking great for your man. Are you okay? I'll survive, mate. Yeah, fucking Luther came out the match. He came out the match for the start looking strong as fuck. And I thought, oh my god, he's got to fucking do it here. He's got to give us the surprise win and put me on Mars. But nah, he fucking had the chance and they blew it. Right, before we get into the match, though, I want to say, Best Friends tune. I fucking love the Best Friends tune. That's got to be my new ringtone for the phone. I'm getting that made. And secondly, before the match, they done the whole fucking Jade Cargill promo pack with Shaq shooting hoops in an empty gym somewhere. Trying to make them look cool as fuck, and it did. They took them look cool as fuck, and I can't wait until next week. Sorry, a week Wednesday. Can't wait for a week Wednesday when Jade gets the pin on Cody. The Cody's got a fucking announcement later on. In the night, we'll get we'll get to that, and we'll get to my fucking stipulation for what I want to happen on the third of March as my birthday present. 
But yes, returning back to what we were talking about, Orange Cassidy and Luther. This fucking match. Luther came out looking strong as fuck for the start, except they gave a wee shitey push to Chuck Taylor. And then Serpentico runs in the ring through the other side in a suicide dive to Chuck Taylor. But they're not in the match. What the fuck's going on with that carry-on? Anyway, Luther comes out with a fucking big boot to Orange Cassidy and knocks his specs flying. It looked beautiful. And fucking... <sighs> then he goes to powerbomb on the side of the ring, as you said. But Orange Cassidy just crawls away. That's how fucking lazy this cunt Luther is. He can't even hold him for a powerbomb. Orange Cassidy crawled through his legs. And Orange Cassidy wins the match in fucking two moves. He does the powerbomb to the outside. He gets in the ring after a fuck about. Luther fucking drags his arse in the ring eventually. Orange Cassidy hits a Superman punch. Pin. One, two, three. Quick as fuck match. Orange Cassidy hits two moves and pins Luther. Why was this shit not on AEW Dark? You just wasted my time with this shit. So cut back. Uh, we've got Team Taz doing a promo in the ring. Team Taz coming out of the Bastards Tunnel, uh, which is <laughs> the tunnel on camera left, Cam which left. would be stage right. I don't know. Depending if you're a fucking thespian or not. <laughs> uh, so they come out of the Bastards Tunnel. I guess the Daily Mail might call it the Euro Tunnel. <laughs> Fuck knows. Taz then starts calling out Sting to come out, to call out Taz. He's saying... Sting, if you had any balls, you'd come out and call me out. <laughs> so at this point, I'm just hoping that Sting comes out to call out Taz, to call out Sting for calling out Taz after being called out. Oh, and then my hopes are answered. <laughs> Here comes Sting with a fucking baseball bat, staring at Team Taz like a bunch of warehouse windows, ready to fucking <laughs> smash them. Sting goes for Brian Cage. Ricky Stark pulls him off with the bat. Pulls him off with the bat, <laughs> phrasing, okay. Fucking pulls him back, he's in the back. <laughs> and then Cage fucking powerbombs Sting. Is he fucking dead? Mate. Is he fuck? <laughs> Up he gets. But still, bit of a dodgy one for an old cunt like Sting with a bad neck. Mm. Really enjoyed this, to be honest. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this street fight, which is mad because all the hooligan stuff has been fucking wank. But yeah, it should be fun. What do you make of it? Yeah, mate. Fucking hoodlum carry on. Uh, fucking, it was Young Hook pulling Sting off by the bat. <laughs> I wasn't, I was not expecting it to go the way that it did. I didn't think Sting was going to be taking any sort of bumps for this cinematic match. I thought it was going to be some daft cinematic match, which AEW have been good with. I was talking to an mate about this, and it would have been cool if we saw Sting through different eras. See, like what we did with Matt Hardy doing his carry on it. Broken Matt, Woken Matt, Big Money Matt, fucking Hardy Boys Matt during the stadium stampede. If we got Sting and it was like Surfer Sting, Wolfpack Sting, Crow Sting, TNA Sting, Joker Sting, that'd have been cool. But after seeing what's happened on this episode of AEW, first of all, Brian Cage kicked Sting in the dick. He said that was a midsection kick, that was a low blow. He kicked him square in the buzz. And then he followed up with a, I think it was a proper jackknife powerbomb. He'd done the wee, he'd done like the JBL thing when he had him in the powerbomb. Took his, the pretend cigar out, put it out in his back and then just gave him a fucking brutal powerbomb. Nobody was expecting to see Sting take a bump like that. 
he's took the bump. How how fit is he? How clear is he going to be for this match? It's got me excited. Let's fucking go. Let the hoodlums commence. Setting about the boys as if they're a bunch of windies and he's got his baseball bat. I'm buzzing. Let's fucking crack on. So, we've got a promo with Eddie Kingston, a favourite of the show. He says that John Moxley is the demon he can't get rid of. Mm. He can't get rid of him with drinking or with shagging. <laughs> and he just needs to fucking beat him. So, a good promo here, mate. As always with Eddie, good promos. Yeah, man, can't agree more. I've wrote down for this just saying Eddie is so good in front of the camera, so good with the microphone. And he takes the he takes the losses like he lost against John Moxley, and he said, "Right, you fucking beat me, you beat me on an I quit match." I said, "I quit, fucking right, cool. Now we're done." Now he's not done with him. Now he's going back again. That pissing me off. He's done the same thing with Lance Archer. Now he's saying, "Oh, you fucking beat me, right? You beat me, fair enough." Nah, he's fucking. He's just. He's all over the place, man. It's pissing me off now, but he's fucking good with the mic. He's good in front of the camera. And I do enjoy that he said the only way he's going to get rid of this John Moxley thing in his head is if he beats him. I don't know, is this fucking more kink shaming or what? Is Eddie Kingston just wanting to beat John Moxley? That's mad. Love this fucking promo. Good one. So JR lets us know that we're about to see a segment from our WWE champion. <laughs> what a fuck up. Uh, I heard it, I thought, did he actually say that? Then I checked Reddit and fucking everyone else heard it, so he definitely did say it. And um, yeah, funny as fuck, mate. (laughs) Fucking quality. So they cut to a segment. Kenny is reading a story to a bunch of Waynes in like a kindergarten class, I guess. And all I can think of is that Starfish Island Club is for the children, mate. (laughs) Uh, He's telling the story of the Young Bucks, he's reading their fucking autobiography. And then he starts telling the Waynes that he made business go up by a lot, Kenny did, so kind of burying the young bucks a wee bit. Mm. Then we get a bit back and forth, fucking creepy Uncle Don and creepy Uncle Kenny, they're off early, and uh, all the Waynes start battering his mate. Quite funny. Not the best fucking Starfish Island segment, but good. Would you make of it? Yeah, I thought it was just clever, some of the wee digs they were getting in, like um, Kenny Omega, the way he announced the book, he said it was young bucks killing the business. Rather than being the book killing the business by the young bucks, it sounded as though the young he thinks the young bucks are killing the business. Are we digging at them? And then him and the ways just talk about how it looks as though the young bucks are in love with each other. So just a wee couple of snide shots in there. The whole time I'm just looking at Don Callis in the background. He's got like the biggest fucking subscription to Arbon by the looks of it. All that fake tan he's got fucking plastered in him. Like, only his face as well. Hands are fucking fine. Chest, fine. Orange face. Trumping it up big time. Yeah, the fucking wins end up just beating down on Michael Nakazawa at the end. I hope he gets something at the end of this. I hope it's like a Ted DiBiase Virgil deal. And then Michael Nakazawa ends up getting a, like, a surprise title match. It won't win, but it would just be like cool to see that as a, a good title match between the two because I think they go way back fighting overseas and all that stuff so that would be cool Kenny Omega versus Michael Nakazawa but for one tanned motherfucker Don Callis to another tan boy Chris Jericho Malibu Stacy let's kick off with our big tag team title match of the night so here we go the big one the one we've been looking forward to Santana and Ortiz versus the Young Bucks so tag team title match tag team belts on the line 
there's some good spots in this match, man. Fucking Santana did a fucking top rope Falcon Arrow, and it was incredible. Yes. Uh, absolutely loved that. Uh, they did a street sweeper for two count, and then Matt Jackson kind of breaks the pin up by jumping on top of the ref. Like he tripped over the ref <laughs> to break the fucking pin up, but the ref didn't take a ref bump. He didn't, you know, die as they usually do. <laughs> he just kind of rolled over and was like, should I disqualify you? Uh, maybe not. Maybe I'll get in trouble. Stupid. And I guess it was more like he started panicking as he ran to the ring and realised, like, oh, fuck, I've missed my cue here a wee bit. Yeah. And just tripped over the ref. So I think that was more of a shoot than a work. The Bucks end up winning by an inside cradle roll-up, which it's a shite end when you to this kind of big spot vest. Yeah. I mean, you've got two spot monkey teams doing fucking spot monkey shit. And you end it with a roll-up, but mm. the match itself was fucking quality. Loved it. Uh, I love both these teams. Inner Circle come in as soon as they win with the roll-up. Inner Circle are in there beating the living shit out of the Bucks. We've got all Stramash wrestling again. The fucking <laughs> Starfish Island Clubs uh, lads, they're all backstage watching. Don Callis, he's trying to stop them all from going in to save the Bucks. Convincing them not to do it. Mm. But, lo and behold, the Good Brothers go in for the save. Scare off the inner circle, uh, not before Jericho and MGF make the Bucks tap out in the ring, which is a really strong fucking image, considering that they've got the match of Revolution. Yeah. Uh, then the inner circle have some words with the Bucks there, and then it's over. Great match. Yes. Shitty end with the roll up. Instantly forgotten because we had all Smash Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's good, man. Fucking good stories. It was good that kind of furthered the inner circle storyline. It furthered the Elite storyline yeah. and the Don Callis stuff. Yeah. And you also got the amalgamation of building up tension between the Inner Circle and the Bucks. So all around did a really good job of that, I thought. Yeah, mate. Thinking very much the same. Don't know what amalgamation means, though, but I'll take your word for it. It's a fucking good one. <laughs> They've done some cool stuff with it. Before the match, they showed uh, the young Bucks' mum and dad sitting at the ringside, you know, fine, well, that was going to fucking play into something later. During the match, you see the elite Kenny Omega, Don Callis and the Good Brothers watching what's happening in the ring, but they're doing that fucking dig at WWE where they're standing side on it, I tell you, they're not sit standing in front of it, I tell you, watching it, they're, like, over at the side and Kenny Omega's just taking the piss with, like, he's back to the telly neck turned all sorts of fucked up to try and get around and see what's happening and I was just laughing I was laughing, I loved that shit, that was funny as fuck <laughs> the match you got the spots mate, it was a fucking good match for watching, you're not going to remember it because it was just spoiled with a wee shitey inside cradle but hopefully this will be a, a case of maybe Proud and Powerful will get another title match in the future at some point, will it be Young Bucks, will it be fucking MGF and Jericho, that'll be what we're watching out for. I think this is the first time I've ever seen fucking MGF locking in a submission. It was a arm bar or some something or another, just to get the young bucks screaming in each other's face. And I reckon uh, Kenny Omega or Don Callis has got to take that visually, them just tapping out, screaming and just like fucking torment them with that for a couple of weeks until revolution when we're getting the payoff for this little bit here. And then hopefully I'll be... Happy to see fucking MGF and Jericho taking the titles for there to progress a bit of stories. That'll be fun things to see. Excited for what's coming up with all of this. 
Now it's time for the Brandy Rhodes fucking promo. Pass. <sighs> Agenda reveal. <laughs> I give not one iota of a fuck. If it's a boy or a girl, I don't care. Yeah. I hate gender reveals. <laughs> Maybe I just sound like a moody bastard, but <laughs> Jesus, wait, nobody cares. Um. Anyway, they come out. Brandy's mega heavy pregnant as well, uh, which was a bit of a fucking surprise. Said the last time we saw her, she didn't look pregnant at all. Cody comes out down the middle, so he's not coming out the Euro tunnel, he's not coming out the fucking good guy tunnel. I <laughs> uh, still can't decide if he's a cunt or not. And then I started to think, oh, by the way, it's a girl, the reveal. Ah, oh, that sounds bad. I mean, fucking congrats. I mean, I do sincerely <laughs> congratulate them, but fucking whoop they do it to a girl who gives a shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think they'll need to kayfabe write him off soon for his paternity? Or do you think that they'll just go, because they've been so open about it, being like, she really is pregnant and they did the gender reveal and all that, do you think they're just going to be like, mm. I'm Cody, I can do whatever the fuck I want, I'm going to take time off because it's my company. Yeah. And that'll be kind of pushing the being a cunt thing down the, down the road a wee bit if you know what I mean what do you think? Yeah it's going to be fucking difficult having um, Cody and John Moxley written off TV at the same time although I don't think they've really had much fucking interactions between each other Moxley's always been up at AEW title stuff and Cody can't go up there now because he's fucking put himself into that stupid stipulation where if he loses he can't challenge I think he'll just straight up say right Brandy's had the win I'm done. And by the way, this is another thing that I've got for this. If Jade and Shaq win on March the 3rd, Cody should sign a stipulation where if he loses, he needs to name the baby girl Jade if she beats him. I'll love it. Hope she does. That'll... Imagine that. Imagine your dad just fucking bets your name and then you've got Jade Rhodes. Brandy will be raging because she gets reminded of this every fucking day. Cody will be raging because he'll constantly be reminded he was pinned by a girl that's what I want stipulation for match the third if Jade Cargill pins Cody or beats Cody Cody and Brandy need to name their baby girl Jade I'll pop my tits off for that shit I love it yeah let's just fucking move on for there I was not interested in this congratulations to Cody and Brandy all the best even though we say Cody's a cunt I love Cody I love Dustin I love them all maybe even with her It'd be cool to see Cody fucking off for a few months. He's on the board, he's like, I don't know if I want to come back to EW or not, be a performer. And maybe the dangling carrot for him would be, will you come back for an AEW title match? And then you just turn him full heel. That'd be cool. Bring Cody back, turn him full heel, give him the AEW title match. But that'd be fucking ages down the line, I'm guessing, because they'll have it on Kenny Omega for a while and he's still a heel with that bastard Don Callis. But now nah, it'll be interesting. It'll be cool to see how they write Cody off. If anybody's got any thoughts, fucking let us know. So, next match we got, we've got the FTR versus the Seidel brothers. So, we've already seen the good brothers tonight, and now we have the okay brothers. <laughs> so, some good spots in this though, mate. Uh, Dax Harwood, he throws one of them, I can't remember which one he threw, into the ropes. And the boy is just met with a huge uppercut from Cash Wheeler on the outside. It looked fucking brutal. Yeah. And I loved it. Cash also hit an absolute picture perfect fucking dragon duplex. It was beautiful. <laughs> Every time someone hits one, we're going to fucking mention it. Yeah, FTR win with the big rig. Yeah. Uh, good, fun match. 
again, FTR proving that they're just the most adaptable tag team in the game. They're so good at getting their opponents over. Whether they win or they lose, they fucking make them look like a million bucks. After the match, they're going to go full cunt. They're about to cut off Mike's hair, and the lights go out, and the lights cut back in. Luchasaurus has fucked mask lying in the middle of the ring yes. with like a silhouette of Luchasaurus behind it looking like a fucking 90s Batman thing <laughs> George Clooney era the bad era of Batman <laughs> anyway the lights come back on fully Jurassic Express are there Luchasaurus is a very horny boy again looking great buzzing to get the horns back fucking loving this shit man I really am they're fucking these teams just feel you know how some people's feuds will just last forever? Yeah. Like, you'll always drop in and out of it again. Jurassic Express and FTR are going to be one of those feuds. I'm calling it. They're going to be like your Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens kind of feud. You can drop in and out whenever you want. You can't and undertake a shit. Mm. I'm all here for it, man. Yeah, mate. Um, fucking decent match. A few fuck-ups on part of the good side Dells trying to fucking do all their fancy shit. Mike got a beastie a German suplex for the top rope. It looked beautiful. And then later on in the match, Mike Seidel went to do like a moonsault or a fucking backflip onto Dax Hardwood, I think it was. And he fucked up, messed up something mid and came down like a knee on the throat. Nearly fucking killed the cunt. Looked brutal. Looked totally unintentional. But anyway... We get through it, and as you said, fucking FTR win with the big rig, and then we've got the Jungle Express in there to fucking jump him. Chuffed the Luchasaurus has his horns back, but I'm raging it's not wee fucking baby horns, or he's not got his old horns taped up, it's just a new mask. Or a new dinosaur, I don't fucking know. Is he a legit dinosaur? Fuck it. Nah, this, this is a good one. I think they're, are they fighting next week, or are they fighting at Revolution? Nah, this is a this is a story that I've been playing about with a wee bit, and it is, it's entertaining as fuck. It's a good way to get uh, Jungle Boy over anyway. They're trying to push him a bit as a singles, but that's a good a good tag team mix they've got going with it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Give me more. Give us more, please. So now comes a weekly John Moxley promo. Where the fuck's John? <laughs> well, he's not in front of a fence this week. There's not a fence in sight. He's standing near some fucking bins or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he says he's going to try and break Kenta's neck and put his ass in the ground for good. That's premeditated murder, isn't it? Oh, fuck I. He's just admitted to premeditated murder <laughs> on live telly. The baby face of the company over here. Yeah, well, that's fucking. That's one good way to write out John Moxley, isn't it? Just uh, totally fuck him up. Just totally fuck up Kenta, and then the police come and arrest John Moxley the following week on AEW. Just be like, oh mate, you said live on TV that you're going to fuck this boy up. That's you arrested, and that's John Moxley written off for a few months. Never mind this uh, exploding barbed wire match. Ah shit, spoilers. <laughs> John Moxley, near enough kills Kenta. Please come and arrest him, and that's Moxley off TV for the next few months whilst Rene pops out of Wayne. Done. So, it's your main event. The main event. We've got John Moxley, Ray Phoenix, my boy, uh, Lance Archer, versus Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and The Blade with The Bunny. Yes. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this match, man. Let's get some spots out of the way. Uh, there's a weird spot where everyone's on the deck. And Moxley's up in the corner, and he 
awkwardly walks out of the corner and flops over. <laughs> so the ref gets the dramatic, you know, everyone is down counting spot. So it's like he's been cunted into the corner and he's kind of up there looking a bit dazed and decides to fall over. He obviously realises he missed his cue. Um, did you notice that Lance Archer, he's billed at six foot eight, right? Fuck. They kept mentioning that. And he's doing somersaults off the fucking ring apron, which is <laughs> awesome, isn't it? It's class. There's one spot I loved, right? One spot I really liked. Mm. There's a face-off across the ring. John Moxley and Eddie, they're just fucking seething each other, ready to beat the living shit out of each other, both awaiting a hot tag. And they get the hot tag, and they both run straight at each other to beat each other up. It was great. It's just that ring psychology. Yeah. You just get the feeling these guys hate each other, and it's great. Anyway, Mox wins, hits Eddie with a huge paradigm shift, yeah. pins him clean. So I feel like that's them kind of saying, right, we're putting a line under this for a while, do you know what I mean, this feud. Mm-hmm. Um, after the match, Good Brothers come back in for another fucking stramash. They love a stramash, <laughs> these boys, don't they? Yeah, anyway, they come in, they beat the shit out of Moxley. Turns out, John Moxley has a rematch clause built into the contract. So anyway... There's a rematch, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley at Revolution. Uh, judging from pictures on Instagram, Renee Young or Paquette is ready to burst. So I'm, I think this might be his last match for a while. They might write him off mm. after this. So anyway, this rematch, Kenny gets to pick the stipulation and he decides to pick an exploding barbed wire death match, Mental. which is weirdly not a joke. <laughs> so how the fuck? Are they going to do explode? Is it going to be pyro? It's kind of like fire. It's going to be like a, a ring on fire with barbed wire. Oh, I don't know, mate. But they've built it up so extreme that you can write off Moxley pretty comfortably for fucking six months off the back of this. Yeah. Anyway, Omega hits Moxley with two absolutely sick V triggers, stiff as you are watching a Luther match, mate. Um, love this ending, all Stramash wrestling. It's fucking... You would think I'd be getting bored of the fucking Stramashes, mate, but I just love a Stramash. Yeah, you do. Yeah, so fucking good, good main event, good six-man tag. Fucking Moxley, Lance Archer and Phoenix up against the family, Eddie Kingston, Butcher and Blade. Again, Butcher and Blade, they've just come so fucking far in my eyes, which is fucking saying lots. I'm just on a podcast with my mate talking about wrestlers but they've done fucking brilliant for me I love seeing them especially butchering that big beast and moustache he's got it is beautiful uh, the match it was a fucking quality match I loved it it's always good seeing these guys together but you've got Moxley Ray Phoenix and Eddie Kingston the family they've just all got fucking like good chemistry for working with each other so much and earlier you were saying with FTR and Jurassic Express having this Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn like feud on and off, I think that's just got to be Eddie Kingston and John Moxley for like the next five years, every so often, like once or twice a year, they'll have a match, a big feud, and you're not going to get fucking sick of it, it's not going to be that stale because these two can mix it up, they know how to make it fucking entertaining and I love it. End of the match, John Moxley hits the fucking paradigm shift on Eddie Kingston, gets the win, and then is jumped by the oh-so-good brothers, and Kenny Omega comes out, says you've got your rematch at Revolution, and it's the fucking exploding barbed wire death match. It's just got to be a fucking pyro-central match. 
no real fucking danger, but you'll have the barbed wire, but all the explosions, that will be fucking... It'll look good for the show, I reckon. They'll big it up with not a lot of crowd there, so they can take a bit more of a piss with explosions and that. And it's just going to give me flashbacks to their unsanctioned match they had when John Moxley first came in, and they said, right, you and Kenny Omega can have your match, but it's no counting for your rankings or your ratings. And that's when Moxley beat Omega, I think, for that one. But now this is Kenny Omega getting his own back on it, saying, right, fucking, over a year ago, you beat me in that match, absolutely whipped me, now it's my turn, and now it's for the belt. So, yeah, reckon Kenny Omega's got to go over at Revolution for this, but it's got to be a fucking phenomenal match. And that is a week on Saturday, I think. Ah, oh, no, it's Sunday now, isn't it? They've moved it to a fucking Sunday. It's like Sunday, March 7th. Yeah, fucking buzzing. Can't wait. Right, so let's talk about next week, mate. Uh, I've got a few of the matches here. I've got the match card that's been announced so far. Yep. Um, we've got Lance Archer versus Ray Phoenix in a Face of the Revolution ladder match qualifier. So the Face of the Revolution ladder match is... Uh, the winner of it gets to have a shot at the title, the TNT title, against Darby Allen. In it so far, I think we've got Cody Rhodes, we've got Pentagon, and we've got Scorpio Sky. And because we've already got Pentagon in it, I'm feeling like Ray Phoenix ain't going to qualify, so Lance Archer wins this match for me. What do you think? Yeah, I reckon that fucking... I reckon it will be Ray Phoenix and Penta, Zero, M... What another? I think the two of them will be in it. Keep Lance Archer away from it. Keep him up top-ish for uh, an AEW title shots. Keep him up there. You've seen what he can do. He's fucking agile for a big lad. His problems are getting good. Like you said, he's got a good fucking face moveset for what he does for the size of him. He's got Jake the Snake. Aye, just keep him up top. Once uh, Kenny Omega and Moxley's done, put uh, Lance Archer in there with Kenny Omega. I love it. Next match got Hangman Page versus Isaiah Cassidy. Mm. So there's going to be two ways of this. Um, it's either going to be shenanigans and you get the screw finish, but I'm fed up of us booking on the screw finish. I know you're going to fucking bank on that. Uh, so I'm going to say Hangman Page wins. Right, fine, you got me. Just to fuck you off, I'm going to say Isaiah Cassidy gets the win then. So he must have been the one in the, the gobbledygooker suit earlier on the night, must be Mark Quinn, he's fucked off somewhere, maybe injured or something, but yeah, Hangman loses, Matt Hardy, or Hangman wins because of disqualification, Matt Hardy hires off a bunch more people, giving them the money to go beat Hangman Adam Page, at this rate, fucking Matt Hardy's got to spend more money than he'll make for this match at Revolution, where the winner gets the loser's first quarter earnings of 2021. Matt Hardy's just got to fucking spunk all this money on boys coming in. He'll either beat Hangman and not have enough to cover, or he'll lose the Hangman and he'll lose all that money and he's just no longer big money Matt. And Jake Hager versus Brandon Cutler. <laughs> Jake Hager. Yeah. I don't know why, I'm just going with my gut. Jake Hager. He's not really had a chance to showcase himself as a machine in a while. So, this is probably what this is. Yeah. Fair enough, mate. Um, Jake Hager, he's not done a lot of shit, has he? The last one he done was uh, Wardlow, but he's got that... Uh, Jake Hager's got the MMA contract as well, so that sort of stuff might be keeping them out away for a wee bit, just keeping them on TV, 
noticed as a presence more than a performer. But yeah, Brandon Cutler came down earlier on the night when the Young Bucks were getting a whipping off the inner circle. Brandon Cutler was like one of the first ones to the ring, childhood friend, making the save, and Jake Hager just laid him out. So I'm guessing that's why this match was made. So it'll be interesting to see if it is Jake Hager versus Brandon Cutler. And then we get All Stramage Wrestling where we'll have a inner circle and the Young Bucks down at ringside just causing a big palaver of fucking shit up. The Varsity Blondes versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. <sighs> Brian Cage and Ricky Starks? Yeah. I'm gonna win. Actually, no. No. Change my mind. Ooh. This is gonna be the screwy finish. It's gotta be, right? It's gotta be the screwy <laughs> finish. Sting and Darby, fuck them up. There's no way they're going to just like, sit back and let what happened last week yeah. and the week before happen. So, yeah, they're going to fucking interfere, do something, and the Varsity Blondes are going to get the win. What do you think? That's a fucking wild shout for Mikey there. The hoodlums getting involved. I reckon it'll be a Team Taz clean finish, but my prediction history has been shite recently. So, I'll probably be wrong, but I think um, after what... Team Taz has done to the hoodlums after taking Darby Allen on a wee fucking joyride a couple of weeks ago and almost sending Sting to a fucking retirement home full time with that nasty looking fucking powerbomb by Brian Cage. I don't think you'll see fucking Sting and Darby but again it's all fucking televised in it. They've got to do lights off, lights on, there they are. But for the match, Team Taz. So we've got women's world title eliminator tournament matches uh, still in round one. So the first one of them is Nyla Rose versus Ty Conte. It's got to be Nyla Rose, man. I think. Yeah. I know Ty Conte's got the Dark Order wins, lol, kind of thing in her corner, but Nyla Rose hasn't really been seen on telly for a while, and she's the beast, and I think they need to really build up the monster. And besides, you want your monster to go far in a tournament, don't you? That makes it a big deal when they go out. Yeah. So Nyla Rose. Yeah. Um, well, I think I read recently that... <laughs> Ty Conte or Anna J, one of the two females for the Dark Order, one of them's fucked her knee up so they've been pulled for the first round eliminators. I think it's Ty Conte, for sake of argument, we'll say it is. But, um, whoever it's got to be, I reckon it'd be Nyla Rose. You need to push her, I just said. But yeah, it's a fucking first round women's tournament match. I'm still not interested in these because there's not a fucking story other than progressing, so let's just fucking crack on. And finally, on the announced card, we've got Women's World Title Eliminator Tournament Round 1 match. Anna Jay of the Dark Order versus Dr. Britt Baker. Yes. Golly, Britt Baker, man. Yeah. I mean, she's the fucking ultimate heel. She's the biggest star you've got right now. It's got to yeah. be. Oof, saying that both the Dark Order lasses are going to lose. <laughs> fucking hell. I guess the Dark Order are going to have to start losing again sometime, aren't they? Yeah. Aye. Britt Baker. Yep, fair enough. Fucking Britt Baker, she's on a she's on a good roll there after beating um, Thunder Rosa at the Beach Bash. You don't just fucking take that momentum away from her, so Britt Baker will go for the win. Yeah, fucking, again, it's another fucking first round qualifier match. I'm not that interested. I hope these two kick the show off because I'm not invested in them at this time. Maybe second round whenever they start playing a bit, a bit of story into it, maybe. But yep, these ones, shite. Go on. Well, that's it for me. I've tried to keep it short and sweet. I'm sure Randy will fill in the gaps, or he has filled in the gaps. <laughs> He's such a good host. <laughs> He's such a strong boy. 
Right, Randy, thanks very much for putting it together. Uh, peace, everybody. Lots of love. Thanks very much for the support so far. And take it easy, take care. So that's what's been happening this week on AEW and what we expect to be happening in the next few weeks leading up to Revolution. Thank you all for joining us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following and supporting. Get us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox. You can find us over on Instagram at Snapdragon Duplex or tag us on Twitter at Dragon Duplex or come straight to the website www.snapdragonduplex.co.uk catch your predictions which are up there a bit about us and as well as that you can get me on Twitch if you want I might be doing some uh, watch alongs in the near future which could be cool catch us on there, pop in, let us know what you're saying, what you're thinking other than that thank you for listening, take care and mind what you're doing